Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 32nd episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. It's been a while since we've shot the shit about personal development, self-esteem, self-love, mindfulness kind of stuff, and I know how much our listeners, or at least I think they genuinely dig when we do talk about this stuff. Yes, I, I especially enjoy these episodes, too. Oh, yeah, you're all about those touchy-feely podcasts, eh, Sarah? Yep, they're my faves. Liar! 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 Well, I personally, I like when we talk about this stuff because obviously it's something that we deal with um, in the coaching business as well. And today's topic in particular was one that not a client suggested, but a Facebook follower uh, a couple months ago. So it's about time we do another one. And even if you aren't on board, I don't care, Sarah. Well, don't get me wrong. I do like to help others with self-improvement and uh, finding their inner strength. (laughs) But I'm not really sure how much I can help them. But I'm here! (laughs) Well, I think you're going to dig this episode, especially since, and don't take offense to this, but you're, you know, you're kind of an average Jill. (laughs) Why, thank you. (laughs) You know, like a wallflower. Well, maybe not a wallflower. And I do have a funny story, actually, while we're on this topic, Uh, Last night, I had a call with a company that I might be partnering up with, and uh, the gentleman was on the phone, and he was talking about our first encounter, and, you know, very casually saying, yeah, me and my business partner, uh, we both agreed that you look fairly fit. (laughs) (laughs) Just casually threw it out there, you know, fairly fit. Yeah, that's what every former competitor wants to hear. Fairly fit. Yeah, I know, right? So... Naturally, my first reaction to his comment in my mind, I'm thinking, gee, thanks, a-hole. But then I totally saw the humor in it, and uh, I hope everyone listening knows that Sarah and I thoroughly enjoy being dinks to each other, and I don't actually think my beloved sister is an average Jill or a wallflower. Yeah, I, kid, I, I kid. I don't really get the wallflower thing. I don't. I used to ask plenty of boys to dance at those well, high school dances. Well, I don't think it's about asking guys to dance. I think it was no one asked you to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Wasn't that a wallflower? But anyways, so basically, this week on the podcast, we thought we would cover... The pressure that, uh, whether it's me as a fitness professional or just all of us in general in society. Average Jills. Yeah, or fairly fit (laughs) average Jills. um, But the pressure that we feel to look 
above average or more than fairly fit. I guess what I'm trying to get at, and Sarah, I know that you have witnessed this firsthand uh, when we're at vegan expos and, you know, perhaps it's because of my high pressure sales tactics, I don't know, but I often find when people come to our booth, they'll act really sheepish about buying the Jack Don the Beanstalk t-shirts or tank tops and it's because they always say, well, I just don't think I'm jacked enough to wear that. <laughs> and even you, Sarah, you've expressed a little bit of insecurity when it comes to your role with the business. And I know you've mentioned to me a few times over the years that you don't think you represent fitness or what a strong, fit vegan should even look like. Hence why I'm putting you on the spot, I guess, for a minute here. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. So... Why don't you share your thoughts around the perception that you think you give off and maybe share your feelings around who you are and what stereotypes uh, or pressure that you feel um, or think that you do or don't represent? Yeah, I, there's definitely some truth to, to what you were saying. I think especially since the podcast came out, because up until that point, I was sort of a... A mystery. Everyone probably assumed that I was on the same page as you fitness-wise. Oh yeah, I think for sure they did. And and by that, do you mean uh, fairly fit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually what I pass for. Um, and then once the podcast came out, um, you revealed how, how weak I actually am. And yeah, so sometimes <laughs> I feel slightly hypocritical when, you know, a struggling client is reaching out and I'm pounding oreos while i respond to them <laughs> yeah it's really hard but you gotta stay focused stay on that horse as i'm sweeping crumbs off my laptop but you know what is really awesome about our dynamic whether it's with the podcast or in dealing with clients is people tell me all the time that one of the things they love the most about our podcast is that you are very relatable to them and that we both offer such a different perspective that, you know, they they not only learn stuff and get inspired by me, obviously. Well, you are fairly fit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but your weak ass helps them feel like they're not they're not the only ones who aren't perfect or fairly fit <laughs> when it comes to their diet and exercise goals. The struggle is real. And for the record, guys, like, I am not saying that I am perfect by any means. Hell, according to this man last night, I'm obviously <laughs> far from it. Apparently, you're average. Yeah, if working out twice a day, uh, six days a week is average, I, I, I think I feel really sorry for whoever is considered very fit. Uh, but again, it just goes to show the kind of perception that people have when it comes to what a fitness professional should look like. And with us in particular, I think because we do live such different lives and have such different priorities and schedules, a lot of our listeners can really relate to your lifestyle, being a busy mom, um, you know, a newer vegan. And like for you, you're lucky if you get a 30 minute, you know, little body weight workout done like two, three times a week, right? Yes. And, and then, of course, there's the eating normal food that doesn't entail cauliflower ice cream or <laughs> your raccoon turd carrot raisin cookies. <laughs> but anyways, would you say that you feel much more comfortable and confident being who you are and having the pretty big role that you do with Jack on the Beanstalk? Would you say 
more so since we launched the podcast? Yeah, it's definitely made things very different, especially uh, since before the podcast, I was that annoying stepping stone that everyone who emailed us about your (laughs) coaching had to deal with before getting to the person they actually wanted to talk to, i.e. you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas now, we get a lot of emails from people who listen to the podcast, and they're either already expecting me to reply, or at least they seem less disappointed. Yes, I've noticed that as well. In fact, actually, I had a cute email the other day come through from a potential new client. I believe her name was Lily, if you're out there listening. Uh, mm-hmm. She happens to listen to the podcast, and she actually said she read my uh, email in my voice. Ah, that's cute. And yeah, I totally love as well when people email us and tell us they are fans of the pod. But anyway, I do like where this conversation is going, mostly because uh, we're really kind of delving into the whole subject topic that I, I'd really like us to address on this episode. And that is the fact that we tend to care, and not just you and I, but everybody, way too much what other people's perceptions of us are, and you just proved my point. And even fairly fit man last night helped to prove the point as well. And yeah, of course it irked me that this man said that when I know how fit and healthy I actually am. And for you, Sarah, like you are definitely a a pretty confident person, perhaps even more confident than me, and you're definitely very real, and yet you just said that you felt like you had a role to play because you work for a vegan fitness coach. But the podcast has allowed you to show your true authentic self. And because of this, it's been a huge relief for you, right, to get to be yourself and share with everybody listening that, hey, I'm not Miss Fitness and I don't have a walnut crushing ass like my sister. And no. and you, you, you don't have to pretend to be somebody you're not. And I think people really dig that and they respect that. And And because of that, they love you even more for it, right? (laughs) Thank you. Um, I think far too often we are all very burdened with feelings of inadequacy. But I think in the end, it all comes down to, you know, our willingness to claim our own space in this, you know, big old thing we call life. And I think that when we can just accept ourselves as we are, there's like this kind of peace that comes with that because we no longer have to question whether we're good enough or smart enough or fit enough or worthy enough. And I I can, you know, if I can be, you know, personal for a minute here, I honestly, guys, used to think that I had to be pretty and I had to compete in bikini competitions and I had to have the best body in order to continue growing my social media following. And when I decided that, hey, I don't want to compete anymore, I really did go through a lot of inner torment, really questioning whether anyone would even care about what I'm doing anymore. And you know, I definitely compared myself to the younger, fitter girls out there, the ones who are more active on social media. And sometimes I would act like, you know, a jealous biatch. But 
I knew in my heart that competing, it just didn't appeal to me anymore. And I had to stay true to myself and that choice and trust that, you know, as I grew and developed as not just the brand jacked on the beanstalk or even as a coach, but as a person that, you know, sure, I might lose some followers, but hopefully my followers would probably change too. And as the old ones, you know, who were following me for one particular reason, they would kind of fall off and I would get a whole new kind of following. And and as I grew and developed, they too would grow and develop along with me. And, you know, it's pretty cool that now, fast forward two years, and here we are, we're talking about societal pressures to be fit and personal development and I'm sharing all my own struggles and you know we're recording a weekly podcast that's growing in popularity every single week and just because I don't compete anymore that doesn't mean that I can't coach others for competition or be part of their journey and feel just as fulfilled that way and you know I I had to recognize that despite what other vegan coaches or fitness models or vegan bikini competitors were doing, I know that and I knew that I'm meant to be in this world. I know it sounds super cheesy, but I do know that I'm here to fulfill a particular purpose and that nobody else can fulfill that purpose but me. And even if I can't exactly summarize what that purpose or mission might be, and yeah, I probably could not lay it out into a little clear and concise statement or description, but I know that whatever the hell that purpose is, it is mine and mine alone to fulfill, and there is nobody else that can fulfill it but me. So I think it's really important for all of us to realize that there are no replacements who can take over for us. And nobody can live our lives for us. And no, there, nobody's had the experiences that we've had. There is nobody in this world that has had access to the same resources or the same relationships. And most importantly, no one who carries the same message that we do. And nobody who's going to share it with the world in the same way that I can and that I do. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's some good shit, Sammy. Thank you. Um, I was feeling that. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, yeah, and and for me, I mean, it's not that I ever pretended to be, a, you know, Miss Fitness or have a walnut crushing ass. Right. Um, but I feel like now I have more guilt about falling off the healthy wagon when I do, uh, because part of me feels like I am supposed to be somewhat of a a pep squad for clients, you know, so Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what pressure you feel, Sam. Oh, totally. And I mean, not even just talking about me as a fitness coach, of course, I, you know, I don't feel so much pressure anymore. I'd rather just, you know, practice what I preach. But did you know, I came across a study a little while ago. You know what? Let me pull it up here. It was... Okay, here we go. So this was a study that was done by Girl Guiding UK. And apparently, it found that young girls were suffering from a major body confidence crisis with 61% of those girls aged 7, starting at age 7, guys, to 21, uh did not feel happy with the way that they looked. And these girls, as young as seven, 
did feel pressure to be pretty, and more than a third of them, aged 7 to 10, believed that women were rated more on their appearance than their abilities, and 36% of those girls believed that their looks were their most important attribute. Ugh, that's awful. I know, and, you know, I'm not trying to make this be a sad or depressing or shocking episode, but I do see um, that, you know, things are changing. I think people are embracing this whole body positivity movement that we see all over the internet and even the fitness industry, which for so many years has been the worst for creating these societal pressures to look a certain way. But I, being in the industry and, and adhering to this myself, I've noticed that it's it's really starting to push a mindfulness practice onto people. And I think that's awesome. And everybody, if you want to check out my own personal uh, presentation called The Mindful Meathead that I gave at last year's Ottawa Veg Fest. It is up on my YouTube channel and on my website. Um, But yeah, I think another good thing to discuss right now while we're on this topic is would you hire an unfit or an overweight trainer to help you get in shape? What? Oh, you're asking me? Mm -hmm. You really are putting me on the spot here. Well, I only have you to talk to, which, by the way, I was thinking last week, how boring would this podcast be if it were only me droning on and on every week about something and not having you to provide comedic relief? Well, thank you, Sammy. Right? Yeah. But anyways, would you hire a fat trainer or not? (laughs) Because I actually asked a few of my in-person clients this question uh, recently, and every single one of them was an immediate hell no. Well, they would definitely have to be fairly fit. Um, (laughs) But now I'm a little confused about what fairly fit means if you're considered fairly fit. Uh, Me too. Uh, Yeah, did this man even see your arms or your ass? I would suspect he at least saw your ass. Well, in my defense, I was wearing a giant puffy winter jacket. Yeah, I know that jacket. It doesn't cover your ass. Well, maybe he just doesn't know the difference between a giant fit ass and a giant fat ass. I don't know. (laughs) I wonder if he's listening to this episode and now feels really badly about that. Um, Yeah, well, I feel like, yeah, as a trainer, you have a certain responsibility to look the part. I mean, do you want a financial advisor who is severely in debt or... (laughs) a babysitter who hates children. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm pushing my body to its limits, I don't want some slob eating a jelly donut telling me to keep pushing. So, right. Fair enough. And I guess I have mixed feelings on this because I mean, I've spent obviously a lot of time in many gyms over the years and obviously being a personal trainer myself, I do think that there has to be an element of practicing what you preach, and that would go for any career, you know, whether you're in the fitness industry or not. Yeah, and you actually have a term that you use all the time, which is perhaps another term for fairly fit, um, and Mm. that is fat jacked. Oh, yeah, my fave. Yeah. A lot of trainers have been insulted when I've, I've called them that. No kidding. What? I don't consider that an insult. Well, first of all, I think it's a term that that is only in the bodybuilding world. I I feel like most of us average wallflowers. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> as far as we're concerned, if my trainer can bench press, I, I don't know, what's an impressive number to bench press, Sam? Well, it's hard to say what an impressive number would be, but um, I would say if you are a strong woman, or perhaps your average fairly fit man, uh, you should be able to squat maybe 125 pounds, bench 135 pounds, and deadlift a good 155, I would say. Okay, good lord. Uh, okay. Really? That sounds that. That impressive. sounds impressive, yes. Mm-hmm. E- either way, I think if they can bench more than I can and they know how the machines work, I don't care if they're fat-jacked or shredded like lettuce. They're Yeah, I think it would be pretty unrealistic for anyone to expect their trainer to look like Mr. Universe. Yeah, I think somewhere between Mr. Universe and Jelly Donut, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> Well, for me, and even speaking as someone who coaches other people for a living, uh, even I have hired trainers and coaches throughout the years, and for me, I would say the qualities that I question when I'm deciding to work with somebody or not are things like, you know, does their physique, their energy, you know, their their attitude on life, and, and you know, do those things reflect a healthy-seeming life? And is it at least obvious that their body bears the fruit of an effective exercise routine? And the answer, in my opinion, should be an obvious yes in order for me to justify giving them my money. And I think what's equally important is finding somebody who is not just a trainer and a coach, but also a motivator and, you know, somebody that actually inspires you. So whether they're fat jacked or fairly fit or jelly donut, you absolutely (laughs) need to look at your trainer and see that, you know, they walk the talk and they inspire you to want to push yourself. Agreed. That's that's what I was trying to say. Now, all this being said, though, I do think that there are a lot of people out there, uh, and I've encountered this myself, who they are intimidated by the super lean fitness model looking trainers. And hell, there are a million people who are too intimidated to even enter a gym. And we get this all the time with jacked on the beanstalk coaching business where people think that I will only train competitors and you know that I scuff at the average Jills who inquire about my services. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, or even I'll send a check-in to to our clients and they'll reply back almost apologizing because, you know, they had a day of eating off their meal plan Mm -hmm. and they're so worried that they've let you down somehow or so because, yeah, people, a lot of people think of you as this like smacking sandwiches out of people's mouths, hardcore, (laughs) strict 24-7 hard-ass coach. Totally. And I must admit, like, I, I, I like that to a certain extent, but the truth is most of the people we work with they're not wanting to step on stage in a blinged out bikini and stripper heels. They just want to be healthy and feel better about themselves. And I love training those people. They're the ones who just, they want to learn how to make a healthy diet and regular exercise a permanent part of their lifestyle. And I think it's fair to say that a lot of our clients, they aren't just looking for a trainer, but they're looking for a friend. They're looking for somebody to go through this journey with them Mm -hmm. and somebody who can 
relate to them and, you know, they can open up to and, you know, somebody who just like understands the struggles that they're going through and can help, you know, get them out of, of a dark place if they find themselves there. Yeah, it's just to have that support, you know, somebody in their corner. Mm-hmm. And I fully admit that, yeah, I've of course I've felt the stress to look like the perfect trainer throughout the years and always convey the shredded bikini vegan bikini pro image that everyone sees in the pictures of me all over the internet and honestly like there have been speaking gigs that I can think of that I've done where I haven't felt my leanest and in fact I remember feeling a lot of anxiety about not looking the part that I felt I had to look And I even wrote a blog post about this, if anybody's interested. It's called The Unhealthy Pursuit of Perfection. And, uh, you know, you know what? Let's read some of it, actually, because I wrote this after I broke up with an international businessman who was sort of a sugar daddy, and I had never dated a man who was older and... Um, you know, he he kind of wowed me with with this idea of living, you know, in this beautiful mansion. And, you know, I kind of got swept up in the fairy tale of it all. Um, but he was an asshole and he was constantly pressuring me to look like how I looked when I won my pro card. And as we all know, that is not sustainable all year long. And, you know, in in order to look that way, you have to do a lot of restriction and, you know, dedicate your entire life to your prep. And I just wasn't prepared to do that. Not to mention, he suggested I get boob implants and he wanted me to wear dresses and heels 24-7, which as you know, Sarah, like that is just not me and yeah it's actually a pretty juicy blog post and one of my most popular ones to date so I'm gonna read the tail end of it here for everybody so here goes for a brief period of time I got to experience the glamorous lifestyle that accompanies being the girlfriend equivalent of a trophy wife and realize that I have far more to offer this world than a body more importantly I developed a stronger sense of self And instead of waking up every morning running miles for the sole purpose of losing weight, instead I stretch and I foam roll in my apartment and I say to myself, today I am believing in myself and I'm not caring what other people think of me. I will honor my body with healthy and nourishing foods. I will not obsess over my physical appearance. I will love and accept myself exactly as I am. I will be kind and gentle to myself all day long. And despite this guy making me feel unworthy of the recognition I'm given for past accomplishments simply because I'm not competing anymore or because I've put on a healthy amount of weight, he was right about a few things. I'm not perfect. In fact, no one is perfect. Not me, not him, and not the me who won a pro card in 2014. And yes, I am well-made, and I am forever grateful to my parents for their good genes, but mostly for raising me in a loving home and for teaching me to be a strong and self-sufficient woman who doesn't need validation from any man, judge, or scale to know her worth. Amen, sister. I depend on (laughs) 
so going back to the whole how fit should your trainer be topic, I want to share that one of the biggest lessons I personally have learned in this business is that the best trainers are always the ones who are genuinely invested in their clients' progress, the ones who actually care. And they're honest about their own struggles, which obviously is something that I try to do. And I encourage everyone listening, this is not some plea to hire me as a coach, but you know, no matter what area of life you're you know, analyzing or looking at, really ask yourself, how many people are in your life who you know who really truly care about the people that they work with and it could be any profession at all but how many people do you know really truly care about the people they work with because in my experience especially in the fitness industry it is a rare quality to find but I do think that those who demonstrate it are the ones who really go far in life and in their chosen profession and they're the ones who definitely stand out from the crowd and one that comes to mind immediately who is doing this is uh, the fat nutritionist classic example and actually I'm I should just read her little bio for everybody right now because it's super cute and I think a lot of people would find it endearing so here you go Hi, I'm Michelle, a fat lady who is also a registered dietitian. Why fat? Because to be perfectly frank, I'm fat. And I'm telling you this up front because I don't want you getting the wrong idea about me. See, I'm not here to give you a stern talking to about your weight or your eating habits or your lack of exercise. And I'm certainly not here to pretend that I'm perfect that I know it all, and that you'd better do what I say or else. Nope, not even remotely, but I can help you get to a friendly place with food and your body. So I call myself fat because not only am I fat, I'm also not especially bothered by it because the size of my body and your body is morally neutral. Fat doesn't equal lazy or ugly or even necessarily unhealthy. It's just a word. This all might seem a bit strange since I'm bigger than most people, let alone most nutritionists, but I'm a pretty normal person and a good nutritionist who is also fat. (laughs) Isn't that That awesome? uh, Yeah. Reading that makes me want to hire her because she's real. She's putting it all out there. And she obviously has a great sense of humor. Yeah, and she comes across as somebody who is fearless and, yeah, totally authentic. Is she vegan? She is not. Damn it. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I think we should start to wrap this episode up, but uh, I do have one more thing that I would love to read to everybody. It's kind of uh, our way to end on a high note, just like George Costanza (laughs) likes to do. (laughs) All right! That's it for me! (laughs) All right, so this is from a website called doyouyoga.com. No, I don't, but I do like this post, which was written by quite a larger woman named Diane Bondi and it is a love letter to her body so here you go guys dear body I owe you an apology I have been unfair to you and at times even downright cruel I have set you up for failure by asking you to do the impossible to be perfect for so long I have held you up against a standard of beauty that doesn't truly exist 
I have been misled by the media and a culture that profits on self-hate, while you, in all your love and beauty, have become the victim of my ignorance. My vision has been cloaked, but now I see the light, and I am so sorry. Now that I know better, I will do better. Please forgive me for not seeing your beauty or your value. Thank you for being a beautiful vessel for my divine soul. Each and every morning, you wake up and allow me to experience my own precious human life. No matter how many times I abuse you, starve you, belittle you, and harm you, you never let me down. My dear body, I appreciate you, I love you, and I promise to show you more compassion and love. You are the only way in which I can experience this miracle of life. You are deserving of my love and not my criticism, and so I promise to treat you better. My body, thank you for being here, for supporting me, and for loving me. We are in this together, and it's time for us to join together, because honestly, I have big plans for us. I love you, body. I love you, too. (laughs) Actually, your body probably sounds like, I love you, too. (laughs) Right. No, that was awesome, though. I know, right? I love that. All right, smartass. So uh, while you're breaking out the impressions, you might as well read our iTunes review of the week, which, by the way... I was doing some analytics last night, and apparently everybody is dropping off with, you know, the last 10 minutes not listening to our episodes. So I don't even think people stick around to hear the reviews or our songs, but whatever. We don't care. Nothing bothers us. Anyways, uh, take it away, Sarah. Can I read it like this? Uh, yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, it's titled... If you want that feeling, OMG, that is so me, finally someone can relate, then listen to this. That's the title of the review. Wow. And it's by Sunshine T. And I actually know this awesome chick, although I have no idea what her voice sounds like. But she has a very cute company called My Tea Bling, and she sent me one of her little teacup jewels a while ago that you can decorate your teacups with. So that is awesome to know that she's listening and apparently loving the podcast. So, all right, Sari, take it away. The episode of Minimalism got me. Just like the title of this review, OMG, finally, I am not alone. This is perfect for girls who are health-conscious, girly, different, like to work out in any sort of way, and generally, whether we are girly girls or nerds or a bit of both. If you're that type of girl who likes the idea of evolving and laughing and being a rad human being in general, even if that means you often feel different from the norm, well, welcome to the Circle of Sisters. You're going to freaking love this. Finally, I don't feel like I'm crazy. Yes! All right, your voice changed a good three three times throughout that, but whatever. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) And thank you, Sunshine Tea. I will admit that I never use my tea bling jewel, but I do keep it in my little meditation corner in my special little box of happy place trinkets, so I like to think it brings me good luck and is being put to good use. All right, last up. 
Not that anyone's listening. What song <laughs> are we singing to conclude the episode on societal pressures to be fit? Yeah, if nobody's listening, I should just be easy on myself. I'm just t- today, it's the wheels on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, naturally I went with Under Pressure by, uh, uh, Queen and David Bowie. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Pressure! Pushing down on me! Pushing down on me. No, no one is asked for what? <laughs> pressure. <laughs> pressure. All right, that was terrible. But yeah. no one listens anyway, yeah. so who cares? <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week, everybody. If you like these feel-good, personal development-style episodes, let us know. What do you want more of? What do you not like? Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we are out. <laughs>